Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. I can't even wait for you to meet the founder and CEO at Blissfully Better today, Bonnie Barroian. And I totally nailed her name. I'm so excited about it, Bonnie. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Uh, that was perfect. I know. I, you, I knew I'd nail it. It's so great that you're here. Um, <laughs> let's see. The creator and wholesale marketer of organic dark chocolate toffee thins, caramel thins, mint thins, coconut thins, and bonbons. I mean, like, yum. Um, and they're But they're good for you. I can't even wait to hear how. Um, so it's so great to have you here on the podcast, Bonnie. Um, share with our audience a little bit about you. Like, how did you... What were you doing before launching the business. Let's talk about the before. How about that? Let's start with that. <laughs> uh, sure. That sounds great. Um, well, I don't know how far back you want to go, <laughs> but you know, it was, with many things, your life experiences are part of what brings something together to create a product, a business, et cetera. So, you know, my life experiences a lot of them are bringing up five children. But before that, I was a professional dancer um, and a ballet major in college. And, you know, a lot of my youth obviously was spent preparing for that. So I learned a lot about um, what is good to eat to have optimal energy in your, you know, in your sport or in your craft. Wow. And so that kind of is part of what brought me to creating Blissful Better. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, when I was doing my research yeah. on you, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, I always love to hear, like, how does someone, you know, first of all, people's backgrounds are, right? That most of the people that come on did not come up through, like, the food industry or beverage industry or, or whatnot. And then, um, and yours is just so interesting. So how did you decide to go from, I'll say, the creative industry over into, hey, we're, you know, I'm going to just take this idea of food and make it better? How did that start? Um, well, it's the, the impetus was when one of my children, nine-year-old daughter, um, was diagnosed with prediabetes. And, um, you know, I'd always tried to feed my family well, cared a lot about ingredients. And, you know, I was already on that path. But this kind of hit me out of the blue with her. And I was really determined that I was not going to have her go down the path of full-on diabetes in her life um, and not going to have her go out, you know, like eat the crappy artificial sugars because I knew how bad those were. Um, so I started like doing some research for a low glycemic sweetener so that she could live a low glycemic life with the food sure. choices that, that she had. Um, so that was really, you know, what spurred on the search and, you know, what I found along the way is what helped me start Blissfully Better. Um, so that was the beginning. Well, so, um, and I love know, that. I, so you had kind of this 
this problem, you know, you're looking to solve and, and you had a, a challenge. I, I think it's great. And I always love to hear that too, in terms of like, okay, this is what I was, what we were dealing with. And I wanted to go solve it by creating a product. So, um, what was the first step? Like what, what did you create? And did you create these like at home, like products at home that, that worked or like, what did that look like in the early days? Sure. Yeah. Well, so first it started with research on, um, the internet to figure out like what, low glycemic sweeteners are out there that are easy to work with because, you know, stevia was just kind of getting a foothold, but it's not a one-to-one ratio with regular sugar and to try to bake with it was difficult. And also my daughter didn't like the taste of it. So, you know, that was a no-go. So I found this company in Bali, Indonesia, that was harvesting the nectar from the flowers in the coconut tree and learned that though that nectar was naturally low glycemic it actually had a lot of antioxidants and some good inulin fiber and you know just like really full of good stuff um and supposedly tasted delicious uh so i was really intrigued and i ended up going to bali meeting the founders of that business going up into the hills where they were harvesting the nectar from the coconut trees and seeing it being crystallized into a sugar when you cook it it crystallizes into a sugar and then tasting it which it has some beautiful caramel overtone tastes it doesn't taste like coconut at all sure and it actually was never going to be a coconut. Um, it's just the flowers. So the tree wasn't harmed, right. <laughs> you know, so it, it just was like, wow, this checks all the boxes here. Um, and you know, that I brought that back with me, uh, found where I could buy the, the coconut nectar, coconut sugar started working with it. And, you know, so it started in my kitchen, a lot of experimentation, then I ended up going to culinary school um, to learn about, you know, sugar's reaction in making chocolate and how I could, you know, take out the the refined sugar and put in this unrefined sweetener and make a delicious dark chocolate high in antioxidants, you know, could be used in recipes and chocolate making um, So, you know, this has all been part of the path along the way of creating the products. Um, So it did start in my kitchen. Wow. Amazing. Um, So when you went to Bali, were you, did you think then, okay, this is like crazy. Like I'm here and there's this sweetener, like I'm going to make a product out of it. Or was it still a bit surreal at that point? You know what I mean? Like just crazy, right? Yeah. Well, my initial thought was, why is this not in everything? Right. Why is it not being used somewhere else? Like, totally. Yeah. Our country has a, a huge diabetes problem. It has a very large obesity problem. You know, wh- I don't get it. Why not? And so, you know, the bell started going off in my head in that way. Um, but I, you know, I kind of thought, well, I'm just going to watch this and see where it goes. And I started to go to to food shows, trade shows, you know, and looking to see if it was being used out there very much. And at that time, it was not. 
And I would go up to a booth and say, hey, you say you have a better sweetener, but it's not as good as it be. Why aren't you using coconut sugar, coconut nectar? Right. Um, I just wasn't finding it out there. And I, I just started getting really frustrated because I wanted to be able to buy something right. on the shelf <laughs> totally. that had this in it. You totally. know? So I, I decided, you know, I, I'm just going to do something about this. Um, and I decided to launch with a, a candy recipe that my mother had made for years and years and years. Um, it was an almond toffee. She put chopped on top of it. We called it Christmas candy because we made it every Christmas and gave it to teachers. And, you know, it was so delicious. Every teacher would say to me, you know, oh, I'll miss having your child in my class, but am I still going to get your candy next year? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I was making like 200 batches. It was kind of crazy. But I thought, you know, this is so delicious. And with, you know, the coconut sugar as the center enrobed in... 72% 72% cacao made with coconut sugar instead of refined sugar. Like, wow, I, this is going to be a hit. So totally. Wow. I just, That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so then I had, then I had to find, you know, I couldn't make that chocolate in my kitchen. I mean, I right. had all the equipment for it, but yeah, but you know, volume's volume going up. I mean, how are you going to make <laughs> higher volume? Right. Right. So then I had to kind of, you know, source all of, those pieces to to really get get a product, get a package, get it launched, and yeah, you know, um, get your, the distribution going. Your packaging is great. Did you start with one or multiple? So I mentioned that the when we started, you got mint thins, coconut thins, caramel thins, toffee thins, toffee all that. So I mean, did you start with all of these, or did you start with right. one? And then who helped you with packaging? I mean, really great packaging and whatnot. Right. Oh, thank you. Well, I started with one, um, which you know I was very naive about the industry, although my um, my father had been in the food industry and kind of still continued in it. My brother had taken it even farther. So I did have help in learning. But, you know, I started with a one and luckily it immediately was taken into 13 airports in many locations in those airports. And I just started adding on another one and then another one until eventually the the thins line was five and we've been at five you know and then we added a new line in so um, it's just kind of organically grown in that way um and how did you get it into the initial for more i love that and we're going to talk about that um how did you get Mm -hmm. into the initial stores you said you got into initial set of airport retail stores like how did that happen um, well, you know, I got really lucky in that, um, my husband knew somebody who was involved in the airport business and I got a meeting with him and he said, I want this in all of our airports, you know, <laughs> I love um, it. That's a nice problem. So, yeah. I mean, it was my first presentation and it was as good as you could hope it would be, you know, and then distributor who I had spoken to before and said, you know, we love it, but you only have one variety. You know, we right. really like to see at least three. And, you know, so I called him and said, well, guess what? You know, this one variety is now it's going into all these retail in, stores. Yep. You know, are you interested? And he's, 
he's like, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, what about as you as, did you were you prepared to make the volume or like what did that look like again just not being familiar with it and how did you figure out like pricing and whatnot um a lot of help from my my brother and his company Renaton group um who does our sales and marketing now and you know has been with me every step of the way since that that beginning when i had all the paperwork from the distributor and it might have well, it's been Greek to me. I had no idea what prefill was <laughs> right. and squatting this. And I mean, right. so, you know, I call my so brother funny. and he's like, I can help. So, you know, I've had a lot of help with that, but I've also just been very lucky to, you know, meet somebody who said, Hey, you know, if this is what you're doing, you got to meet my buddy over here. Right. And then that person helped me with this. And um, one of the founders of the Indonesian company, knew a chocolatier being to bar that I connected with and they were able to make my chocolate. Um, now I have a, a company in Italy make it, but at that point, you know, when we were smaller, right. I used, so, you know, I, I got connected with somebody who helped design packaging. And so it was just a lot of sometimes things just, fall into place and yeah. you're just really in the right place at the right time and i feel like that happened to me a lot and and the guidance from Ronatan group has been amazing too so sure. you know in the their sales team their marketing team my brother is amazing my all of it <laughs> that's so awesome uh Very you can fortunate. also buy your product online talk about how over so you talked about kind of early days getting into those couple airport stores um talk about where you've come f since then like talk about broader retail as well as e-commerce sure yeah well um you know we're we're building the brand in in many different ways i mean we do a lot of social media marketing you know so that that builds the awareness. And then we've been working on our retail distribution a lot. Um, we have online sales at Amazon. Uh, we sell on our own site with Shopify. Um, we have other e-commerce platforms that sell to specialty stores across the country. Um, so, you know, all of these things, digital marketing campaigns, all of these things are part of, of what we do. Um, and, you know, in the next couple months, we have a brand refresh coming soon for the Blissfully Better Thins line. Mm. Um, so we're really excited about that. That's pretty cool. And we're, you know, we're focusing more on e-com. We're starting to have more giftable options available for our customers. So, you know, that's, that's a whole area that we're really moving more into. Sure. Um, because the chocolates make an amazing gift. And so it's, you know, makes it easier for consumers to send chocolate care packages totally. and things like that. And, totally. and the, the, the sector of better for you confections has really grown, um, in the last two years, especially. And so more people are paying attention to the ingredients and we have very clean ingredients there, you know, no junk in there, no fillers you know, very few ingredients that are clean. So, you know, four to six ingredients, actually three to six in the, in the thins line. So 
you know, we're checking a lot of boxes and people are starting to pay attention. And that's really exciting, you know, for blissfully better. But to me, it's just very exciting that the world is waking up more to, I better pay attention to what I'm putting inside my body because my body is reacting to it positively or negatively. And that's really great. (laughs) No, that's great. Uh, You mentioned a brand redesign. What else is in front of you the next six to 12 months as you look to grow any, uh, you you mentioned line extensions and kind of adding new products. What does that look like? Um, You know, well, I think right now we're focusing on the brand extension, you know, the brand refresh and our bonbons line is, is pretty new. It's, 100% 100% plant-based and um, of course organic you know of course 72% cacao clean ingredients etc um, so we have you know other other things we'd like to do but we we don't have any to announce right now sure. other than what what I mentioned we're just I've got so many ideas in my head <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of which which one to go Where pursue, we go right? That's exciting, though. How how cool is that? Have you had? Uh, you mentioned all the um, individuals you had to lean into for help and uh, along the way, and, and that's pretty critical. Um, I always love to ask our 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 guests about some of their biggest lessons learned, and and certainly you shared some of that in terms of just you know having the right network and the right people to help you in some of the different aspects of it. But what would be two or three other things you'd mentioned? We've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our show um, that you would share with them in terms of advice. Um, well, I I would say it's important to make sure your business is balanced and, you know, you don't want one customer to be such a mainstay in your business that if that kind of falls apart, you're, you're really in trouble. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure you have a, enough doors open that if one closes... <laughs> You know, right. you're going to totally. be okay. You're going to survive. Um, yep. That's a big challenge for and, some companies, though, by the way. They get one big customer and then, it, you know, you got to feed that customer and you're taking care of that customer and it's hard to make time for other customers. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a challenge for some. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I think also, you know, just through through what we've all been through with the pandemic, et cetera, and then, you know, supply chain issues, delivery issues. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things out there now that are really making it challenging and trying to s- stay ahead of suppliers that you have. Have you got enough diversity? And if this one, you know, can help you fall through that, you have others you can go to. Sure. Um, and we have, you know, Run and Time Group has a, a great uh, person that works on making sure that's all followed through and taken care of. Um, Absolutely. No, that's that's really cool. And then what about your end customer? How well do you know them? Have you have, What have you learned about them over time? Like, how do you engage with them? How, how do you think about that interaction? Um, well, we engage with them a lot, you know, on social media uh, to keep them apprised of what's going on with Blissfully Better, um, but also understanding who it is, who, you know, the age group that's most interested, the the gender, you know, um, just to understand them better and make sure we're providing what, what there is 
what they want sure. and understanding what we have. Right. <laughs> so and what's coming, right? Education, and what you got coming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And, you know, we do a lot of giveaways and um, a lot of sampling and supporting other like-minded organizations. Sure. Uh, you know, we we get a lot of requests for donations of product and, you know, oh, sure. we, we try to do as much of that as we can. Um, and I, I'm on a leadership board for a charity here in South Florida that helps, you know, foster families and has places for foster children or children who would otherwise be homeless, but they also have a human trafficking division that, um, that I try to bring awareness to. It's on our packaging, the place of hope. Oh, very cool. Human trafficking prevention and education program. So, you know, we really want to um, do some good in the world and, and shed a light on things that I feel strongly about. And that's important, too. No doubt. No doubt. Very cool brand. Uh, love the packaging. Can't wait to see the redesign, um, the relaunch, and um, very exciting. I, yeah, these are make great gifts. Like you could see this in a gift basket too. Like these, it just has the right look mm -hmm. and feel to it. Uh, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy a product, etc. Uh, well, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, <laughs> our website, www.com. You know, is is a place where you can find our store locators. You can shop you know, on the website, um, you can email us and ask any questions you have. And, you know, we just would love to engage in any way that we can to learn about our consumer and tell about our story and what we have available. Love it. I'm so glad you were here, um, Bonnie. And for those that kind of broke up there, um, blissfullybetter.com is a website and you can check out on Amazon, Instagram, lots of other places. Um, so cool having you again, Bonnie. You got to come back on down the road. Uh, I know you got all those ideas, so you got to come talk to us about um, how you've taken those and brought them to life. And uh, really glad you were here with us today. So much fun. Thank you so much, Justin. This has been great. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.